How can we learn about our finest hour from a World War II battle? There is a powerful principle tucked away in an old story from the war-torn country of Belgium, 1944. I am excited to spend this time with you on this week's episode of More to the Story with James Jones. Welcome back to the show. I pray all is well. I am so thankful for all of your support, the downloads, and the ratings, and I am particularly excited about today's episode because we are going to talk a little bit about history, and I love history, and if you are somebody that enjoys history as well, then please share this episode on your social media, and let's invite people to be a part of this show. But I pray all is well with you. I hope that you are having revival and that you are enjoying Pentecost wherever you are. Because if there's anything that our world needs today, it needs Pentecost. It needs a move of the Holy Ghost. It really does. But if you don't mind, um, I'd like to jump right in. It was the month of December in the year 1944. The world was locked in a seemingly apocalyptic battle. It was a world war, the second world war to be exact. Countries across this globe were choosing sides and taking up arms to fight against one of the greatest evils that the world has ever known, a man named Adolf Hitler and his Nazi regime. This war began all the way back in 1939 when Hitler and his army invaded Poland. But now, here we are, five years later, in 1944, five years of fighting, five years of thousands losing their lives. In this frigid month of December, history finds the great military leader, General George Patton, and he is in a very tough spot. In the country of Belgium, Patton's men were at a standstill. The weather was fierce even for the month of December, and the soldiers were quoted saying, looking down all you could see was white, and looking up all you could see was white. Their visibility was near zero. It was a whiteout snowfall. They could no longer advance. Their tanks and heavy machinery would not and could not go forward in this weather. They were near surrounded by German soldiers, and their food supply was almost out. They were in desperate need of fuel and supplies, and General Patton needed to get help to his men, but due to the weather conditions, it was literally impossible. The outcome seemed bleak. The Allied soldiers were holed up in buildings of a town, and the German soldiers were 20 miles away and advancing. There was seemingly no hope. The enemy offered them a chance to surrender, to which... The commanding officer declined, thus sealing uh, their fate. This was going to be a turning point in the war, and evil was apparently going to win. But General George Patton does something very unexpected. He goes to the army chaplain and requests that he write a prayer 
to the Almighty God, a prayer for a break in the weather, and a prayer for victory over their enemies. And so the chaplain writes this prayer. Almighty and merciful Father, we humbly beseech thee of thy great goodness to restrain these immoderate rains with which we have had to contend. Grant us fair weather for battle. Graciously hearken to us soldiers who call upon thee that, armed with thy power, we may advance from victory to victory and crush the oppression and wickedness of our enemies and establish thy justice among men and nations. Amen. General Patton then orders that this prayer be mass-produced onto wallet-sized cards and sent out to every officer and soldier. And over a quarter of a million copies were printed and sent to the armies of the Allied forces. And that Saturday, the weather cleared up enough for the Allied planes to fly and air support was sent and the tide of the battle changed. Evil was on the run and it was the last time in the entire war that Germany had a major offensive push. The battle would be called the Battle of the Bulge, and Winston Churchill was quoted saying it was the greatest American battle of the war, and it has been dubbed in our history books as General George Patton's Finest Hour. But it all started with a prayer. Patton's finest hour was his hour seasoned with prayer. Evil was pushed back and victory was obtained because somebody said, maybe we should go to the Lord in prayer. When there were no more options, when there was seemingly no hope, when there were no other uh, routes out of this, the general said, it's time to pray. And just like Patton's finest hour was his hour of prayer, our finest hour always has been and always will be our hour of prayer. You see, the church's finest hour has always been the hour of prayer, even in the Old Testament. The Bible talks about King Jehoshaphat surrounded by multiple enemy armies. He went into his tent and, and he prayed, and God answered him with this instruction, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Elijah on the top of Mount Carmel, surrounded by the false prophets of Baal, Elijah built an altar and prayed a prayer, and fire fell from heaven and consumed the sacrifice. Elisha and his servant were surrounded by an enemy army, and looking out of the window, the servant loses hope and comes to Elisha, and the prophet prays a prayer over him, saying, Lord, open his eyes. And when the servant went back to the window, he seen the enemy was surrounded by the armies of the Lord. Daniel prayed, and vicious lions became harmless as house cats. And Jonah prayed, and God commanded the whale to spit him out. Jesus, on his final night before crucifixion, he spends all night in prayer until angels come to strengthen him. Pentecost falls in a room full of men and women that were praying. Peter was in prison, and the church began to pray for him, and angels were sent to rescue Peter from his cell. You see, the church's finest hour has always been its hour of prayer. What would happen if we became a people that really prayed? What could happen if we really fell in love with prayer? What victories await us on the other side of prayer? What miracles are waiting on someone to pray? What revival could we have 
if we would unlock the doors of our prayer closets and connect with God in prayer. Because that's, that's what George Patton did. Lord, this battle's too big for me. I need some help from the Almighty God. You see, this sickness is too big for me. I need help from the Lord. This problem, it's too big for me. I need help from the Lord. You see, time spent in prayer is never wasted time. Time spent in prayer is never wasted time. You'll never spend time on anything more precious than prayer. You'll never spend time on anything more valuable than prayer. You see, I may be too weak to handle a certain struggle, but if I pray, I know that I am connecting with a God who is not too weak to handle it. If I stand before a giant that's much bigger than me, I take comfort in the fact that I can pray to a God who's much bigger than the giant. The power of prayer is not in the one praying, but the one that we are praying to. I may not be strong enough, but that's okay because I'm praying to a God who is strong enough. I may not be big enough, but that's okay because I'm praying to a God who is big enough. I may not be wise enough, but that's okay because I'm praying to a God who is wise enough. And when General George Patton exhausted all other options, he went to the preacher, the chaplain, and said, we need to pray. Write a prayer, distribute a prayer, mass produce a prayer, send it to everybody because we cannot win without prayer and we cannot have victory without prayer. Martin Luther said to be a Christian without prayer is no more possible than to be alive without breathing because prayer is our connection with God. You see, if we become disconnected, we lose the very thing needed for us to survive. And without prayer, evil and wickedness, it triumphs and If there is no prayer, sickness wins and disease prevails. Depression and darkness reigns where there is no prayer. Fear sits on the throne of a prayerless life, but God sits on the throne of a prayerful life. And where there is prayer, there is peace because prayer will light up any darkness. Prayer will soothe any hurt. Prayer will abolish any disease. Prayer will crush any opposition. Prayer is the key to heaven. Patton's finest hour was his hour covered by prayer was his hour covered by prayer general george Patton gave all the credit for that victory um and the weather changed to his chaplain chaplain o'neill he was awarded a bronze star not for shooting a gun or flying an aircraft but for writing a prayer but for writing a prayer How many times do we give away awards for things besides praying? We brag and we award people that preach good, sing good, play good, perform good. But what if we stopped that and awarded people that prayed well, that really connected with the Lord, that knew how to come before the throne of God and connect with God to see what he sees to hear what he hears to feel what he feels to get victory not from swinging a sword or shooting a gun but getting victory by prayer the church's finest hour is its hour of prayer so I ask you what victory in your life is on the other side of a prayer of a prayer. Thank you so much uh, for joining me for this week's episode. 
with more to the story. I will see you next time. God bless.